Good morning, Stacey Insurance. This is Linda. Can you speak to Billy, please? Who's calling, please? It's Joey Jingola. Hold on. Thank you. Joey. Billy, how you doing, sir? Good. Tough night last night, huh? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. All you see me as a guy that saved you money. Well, because many times on the PNC side, like, okay, why did I save you money? You know, it'd be great if you, and I keep in my bag just as a reminder, if we pulled all the answers that the average savings from a Allstate person switching their other on the home, you know, saves like $480, whatever the case is. Okay, tell me how. When was the last time they changed insurance companies? Did a ticket or accident fall off their record? Did they graduate from college? Did they get married? Are they now a homeowner? All those other factors that make that 480 much less significant, right? So tell me why you actually saved the money. Now, if I saved you because you were with Allstate for 20 years, and that was it, and you've always had college, and you've always had a homeowner and whatever, and now you've just gone and I've got 10 companies and the odds are stacked in my favor, okay, cool, but there's just no validity to it, right? But yet these guys are clamoring for reviews in order to boost up their profiles instead of saying, well, wait a second. Wait a second, indeed. And if we just told them why in the first place, they would realize how much it doesn't matter. That was my good buddy Billy Vanjura up in the fine state of New York talking about how you save money on your auto and home and why you really need to stop selling on that because it's just making us all look bad. And yeah, okay, that's kind of what you've been maybe taught to do, but as Billy said, there's no validity to it. I mean, $480, I mean, I would have to imagine, now this is a health insurance guy that doesn't sell a bunch of P and C, but in my limited experience, that $480 is more like a unicorn event than anything else. It doesn't happen all the time. Most of the time, you're saving people $150, $200. And even if you get up to the $400 range, again, we're speaking on an annual basis here with, um, you know, with these policies. So 400, just a little simple math, divided by 12, that's $33 a month. $33 a month, it's gross, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I understand $33 is $33, but I mean, at what, I mean, that's like, that's like my gas bill, like 30 bucks. If I just wanna, I, I wouldn't, it's not that big of a deal. Now maybe some people are in a different situation financially, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not considering myself a wealthy man. And if I'm saying 30 bucks a month is not a huge deal to me, I'm more concerned about is everything where it should be? Is everything what it needs to be? And that $30 is, is worth it if I knew why and how it was worth it. And that is where we're not doing our job. The only thing we seem to care about is if the savings are enough to justify doing something else. And let's never mind the fact that, hey, this might actually just be a better experience for you. And oh, by the way, why are we going through this hassle over and over again for you to save $33? And that's where you really have to start to just sell in a different way and educate people in a different way on what is important. And that savings 
is rarely the most important thing because we've they've just been conditioned so much and it drives me nuts. And we're getting into this more. But you just have to you have to draw a line a lot further out of what it's really worth. How much do you really need to save for it to make a difference? There's a couple of basic lines. Like listen, Joey, I have ten companies. Now all ten companies to some degree want you and your wife to be insured with us. And the reality is if they want to do business in New York, they have to offer the coverages roughly the same way. There's some incidentals here and there that, that yeah. may or may not come up in a claim, but the core stuff that you're going to see happen is identical across these 10 companies. So we got to go with the one that fits. There's many an occasion where if we looked at the top three rates, we may choose a national carryover like a regional one because the national one's easier on inspections or the national one has a better online offering and I know that's a better fit for you. Now, kind of draw the line like 50 to $100 when it starts, and it depends on what you're doing or how much you're saving. And, I, and I've heard the phrase, you know, let's leave some meat on the bone for next year or something like that. It's more of a, we have to make a conscious decision. If we're unsure of something, if we need it done quick and easy, if we need online signatures, if, if we need a better payment method, if they want to use Amex and this company doesn't take it, well, then we go with that company instead of the other one. It's, it's that mentality behind it where the guy's saying, well, we've got the lowest price and let's improve your, you know, I'd like to improve your coverages and improve your rate. I'm not trying to provide you the lowest price because the fact is none of us can. I've got 10 companies I could take Joey and his wife through if he's living here in New York and we can look at auto home and umbrella. However, there's Allstate and there's State Farm and there's Liberty Mutual and there's Nationwide and there's a bunch of other other random companies that I don't have access to. Is it really worth your time to go find another $100 in savings? Oh boy. There's a lot to take in there. And everybody that, let's put it this way, anybody that is a newly licensed agent, like in the last year or so, you might want to listen to that again because that's a pretty decent blueprint for how to approach a sale. If you're going to be selling personal lines, home and auto, I'd, I'd take some notes. In fact, just put that little clip on repeat because that's something that you might need to get beaten into a little bit. And here's the thing. Billy, and this is even, you know, Billy's even feeling nervous about 50 to 100 bucks. Now, this is within his own agency, right? This is within his companies. Uh, where does he draw the line? Is it 50? Is it $100 a year that he's convincing people to forego savings in order for a better experience, for something that's going to fit better? I'm going to one up you here because I can always can selling health insurance, and I'm sorry, I have to do it. Just it drives me nuts because I, mainly to illustrate the point that it's not as hard as you think. I've talked people out of, for, all right, talked people out of, strong words, probably not the right case. I have educated people out of not taking $100 a month from the government in subsidy because it wasn't worth it to them to deal with the red tape and the dysfunction. I wanted to see how how... <laughs> how crazy I wanted to go with the superlatives, but how much it is worth for them to forego the dysfunction that can be healthcare.gov. I've had people forego $100 a month. Now do that math. That's $1,200 a year. You would probably engrave a plaque, put the dude's picture on your wall if you saved somebody $1,200 on their home and auto. Think about that for a second. It's not about the money. It's about a better experience if we let it be. And I get really fired up about this because it, <laughs> I've said it in many episodes on this on the show. And, and the last time Billy was on this show, episode 103, you know, are you fighting for business? I can't remember the full name of it. Episode 103, are you fighting for something, something? 
I said, you know, I can't wait to get into this because, I mean, I, 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 honestly, blows my mind because people are so conditioned to want to save that money regardless of, it's like a game, right? It's like they're playing their own little insurance game of, of like Pac-Man where they've got to eat up all the, as many pellets as they possibly can for no apparent reason. I don't get it, right? And that's where we really have to start taking some responsibility and, and changing the conversation to what it truly needs to be, especially if you have those 10 companies, like Billy said. There is no concern that you're not going to be in the neighborhood of price. There is no concern if you're going to be in the neighborhood of features, of ease of access, of experience. You're going to have a pretty good shot at it. It's only when you know, you're know you trying to, again, take more than you have to that you're going to run into some trouble. Right? Like if we've produced a fair ratio, I'd like to have a fair competitive price. I'd like you to know that if you went and did 10 insurance quotes, your rate is in the top three to four. And if you saw that, you'd, you'd, you can make a quick rational decision that, you know what, that extra 100 bucks I'd have to save is not worth the effort of getting a quote from Bill for 10 companies and then calling Allstate and then calling Liberty Mutual and then calling State Farm. I lost money in that equation. And I've said that to people. I'm like, you go shop all you want. I think our rates are really competitive. I think it's going to be fine. Back to that confidence point of they just know you're not trying to screw anybody. I'm never ever trying to take more from you than I have to. If that's not the expectation from the start, then I think you've already lost. My personal opinion, if somebody is already starting the relationship off concerned if you're going to take more from them than you have to, then you haven't done your job because you haven't provided enough value up front to let them know that, hey, guess what? That's not even on the table. And yeah, that $100, that extra $100 that you're going to have to fight and claw for, uh, again, thinking about how much time it might actually take for somebody to go get a quote from an independent agent with 10 companies and then Liberty Mutual, then State Farm, then Allstate, then Farmers, then whatever else, and blah, 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 Geico, and so on and so forth. Yeah, is it really worth it? I mean, let's be honest, $100? Do you know how much money that is a month? $8. So you know what you've just saved people, if you save them an extra $100, you saved them a nice, hot and ready deep dish from Little Caesars. Congratulations. You've done your job. So why don't you just go grab a stack of hot and readies and have them come pick them up once a month and say, here you go. Instead of saving the money, I went ahead and got you your pizza anyways. So now we're even, you've got a better experience and you're still not missing out on your deep dish. I mean, that's what it is. Like what is $8, right? What is $8? It's a hot and ready deep dish. I mean, granted, whatever your experience is, I mean, I suggest that you maybe give it a shot. I mean, outside of being um, the most filling piece of pizza I've ever had, it's not bad, right? It's So it's yeah, they're missing out on the overall thing. And here's here's another thing. I get on this quite a bit. It does drive me nuts that the in the PNC world, you just can't sell anybody, right? Like this is one of the most backwards things I think we'll, we might see come to pass here in the next decade mainly out of necessity because they're going to realize that it doesn't matter if there's an auto owners on every corner, if there's a, I don't know, whatever, Westfield, Grange, I'm naming a lot of Ohio companies, you know, Midwest companies, uh, but it, it doesn't matter, right? And I think that's going to slowly come to pass where it's just, hey, let's let the best man win regardless of who has what company because at the end of the day, nobody's going for the company. I mean, 
like Billy said, they're all pretty much regulated by law to provide the exact same amount of coverage or same type of coverage, you know, same way. It's pretty much identical outside of a few bells and whistles here or there. Um, it's more about, you know, who's going to actually be competent and, and, uh, and, and provide you with, you know, a payment experience that you would prefer, uh, with a, you know, an interaction, a user experience that you might prefer, or allow us the agent to provide that you with the age experience that you prefer doing the access to business. Who's going to win that battle? Who's having that conversation? And again, I just don't think we're giving our customers, our clients enough credit and understanding what value is versus price. People are willing to pay for value all day long. You don't just want the lowest price, you want the, the best value. Two very different things, right? If you can explain to me that, again, that $8 is worth you know, value, if there's value in that $8, then yeah, you just the reason people are chasing the $100 is they don't see the difference. They don't understand that there's a difference between this company and that company, or the reason that we're gonna spend the extra $8 more. They just don't understand it, so that's why they don't do it. And nobody's taking the time to try and explain it because they think it's just easier. They think people just want the $8. No, they don't. They want just to be done with it, and they want the best value. I felt terrible. I couldn't pull the trigger on a deal yesterday because the deal was crap. She needed the coverage. We were in a tough situation. We had to do it. She wanted coverage. It just stunk. I'll sign my name to it, but because the system pinned her into a situation that didn't give me any options, it just sucked. But that's because you're constantly bringing value. If you're just trying to churn policies and bang stuff out and get it done, you don't think that same way, but you're also the guy or the gal that's gonna continue to fight and have to play those markets, right? Continue to have to spend money on advertising to get people to wanna work with you because your people aren't spreading it out there. You've gotta be at the point in your career now where a large chunk is just calling because so-and-so told them to. I, I find it hard to believe if that's not the case. I'm going to have to put another feather in my health insurance insanity cap because that's Billy asking me, or he's, he, he, he's assuming that most of my business is just because people telling other people how good of a job I do for them, right? Spreading the word for me because, again, I'm just bringing value for you know what I do. That's a nice assumption on Billy's part, but... Here's something to think about really quickly. And again, like I said, just another, hey, Joey, losing your mind a little bit. It's very possible that one of my clients might know one person out of the 10 or 15 people or 20 people that they frequent the most that might need what I sell. Meaning their employer doesn't provide health insurance for them. They have their own business that is small enough to where they don't offer it to their employees. They might know one person out of the 10 people, and that's a stretch. And then for that one person to actually get referred, and again, doing business across the entire state to where I've got you know 10 people here, 10 people there, uh, it's not as much as you'd think based because of that, right? How many people do you know who have people that need home and auto? Everybody, right? Everybody has to have auto. Everybody has to have home insurance. So, hey, it's a pretty easy thing that comes up in conversation frequently and says, oh, hey, yeah, uh, you know, by the way, if, you're, if you need to check that out again, why don't you go talk to Billy? Because he knows what's going on. So that's just a quick thing to, to keep in mind of, of that this doesn't always necessarily hold true, but I thought it was interesting that Billy made that assumption and then I said, hey, Billy, hold on, that's not 
quite how it works, but you know, he's mentioning that he's constantly bringing value and that's how he constantly gets people to then, you know, we, we did a show a couple weeks ago or last week. How fast does your referral machine go? Right. That's, you know, kind of Billy's talking about building up his referral machine because he's just doing the right job. Now, again, bringing value, he didn't want to do a deal because it just stunk the market, you know, the options that he had, the, you know, the situation, the circumstances didn't leave him with any choice. It had to be a bad deal because the person needed coverage. And again, back to health insurance, I'm going to have a lot of those situations this year coming up for 2018 enrollment. I'm already hearing whispers. I've already got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. And I might literally have one HMO offering for most of the state outside of the slightly paid Medicaid versions. It's going to get bad. It's going to get ugly. And that's something you can't be afraid of because that is your job is to make the best of a bad situation. That's the one of the things I enjoy the most about selling health insurance is making the best of a bad situation because guess what? At the end of the day, you are the only person defending that, that client when things aren't going their way. When the insurance company drops them, if their circumstances are such that things are a little difficult, that's a little bit of more of a business decision. But again, what are you to that person? And do we need all of the things that we thought we needed to do to make that sale? Are we, are we selling on the right things and right is up for interpretation, but is it price? Is it price, price, price? Now, again, all of you commercial guys out there, I hear you and it's a business decision. So it's a little bit different. However, the value I think is still there, right? Somebody is not going to drop you know, they're not going to save a substantial, again, it's all about ratios, right? Like any rational human being will understand the value, whether it's something that is important to them or not. It's something as an agent that if you, if you spend the time to educate them on, they will be grateful for, they will remember that and they will know, Hey, listen, you know, Billy could have, you know, made me pay an extra whatever, or it could have saved me an extra whatever. Either way, he's saving to ensure the sale or you're making them pay to up the, the premium, which in turn you know makes a bigger commission. If you just present both of the options and you say, this is why this is this way, this is why this is that way. And based on you know what I know about you, Mr. and Mrs. Client, I kind of think that this might be in your best option or that might be in your best option. You know, ha have the confidence in yourself, in your knowledge, in your experience to do some honest risk assessment, right? What is, what are you going to suggest? You've seen enough of it in your experience, put your knowledge on the line, right? Make a recommendation, not just, Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Client, I'm going to save you enough to have 12 deep dish pizzas all this year. And boy, that's going to be awesome. All right. I need your help with something. I'm being very serious with this. I'm trying really hard to like to drink coffee. It's not going well. Not, not well at all. Uh, mainly because, um, you know, it's unfortunate that science... Uh, really just likes to screw with me sometimes. And there's a lot of evidence supporting the fact that there's a lot of antioxidants in black coffee. Now, the, mind you, I'm trying black coffee here. And uh, what I'm finding is just doesn't seem to be adding up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, right? I'm, I'm a very, very new coffee drinker. I'm not even going to consider myself a coffee drinker because I probably had 
three cups of coffee in like two months. However, um, what I've discovered is that Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts both kind of suck. I'm just going to say it. I think they suck. I don't know why, but it's kind of hard to drink them. They taste terrible. Um, what I have discovered is that hotel slash conference coffee has been the most palatable for me so far. I don't know, again, strength, whatever. Maybe I'm just, I'm just a, a noob when it comes to coffee. But right now, I feel like that can't be true. I feel like based on my ability to make decisions on quality for other things in my life, that just can't be true. But maybe it is. Now, I did have a, a McDonald's cup of coffee for the first time the other day, and that, that wasn't terrible. It was better than Starbucks, that's for sure. I don't know what it is. But I'm just asking for help because it's not going well. And uh, I don't know how much, how committed I am to this, but uh, it's, it's, it's going on a month and a half or so that I've been giving it a whirl. Um, again, it's not my thing. Uh, any tips? Any tips on, hey, this is actually good coffee, this is what you need to do, um, would appreciate it. Joeygirlprogram.com, because I'm struggling, and it sucks. And it's just, my taste buds will thank you, and uh, yeah, my wife is having fun laughing at me because she just takes IVs of coffee, she just, she just you know, finds that vein, and she's off to the races. So she's, she's very well experienced in coffee drinking, and she's enjoying uh, my agony in this. And she's helped a little bit, but uh, again, she's too far gone to even uh, understand what it's like being a new coffee drinker. JoeyGirlProgram.com, any helpful tips you have for me would be much appreciated.